0: 706 in the p.m. on the a.m. here with Randy Corcoran and you, 710 KNUS. Good to have you here for the final hour of the show. And, man, we still have an awful lot to do. Text messages have been overwhelming. Uh, a couple of phone lines are open now at 303-696-1971 if you'd like to weigh in. And I mentioned and was talking a little bit about, uh, again, my loss and uh that led to several texts from folks with their own stories, including one here, uh, just sad, you know, lost lost his wife to depression and drugs, doesn't sound like a death, created problems with children, long battle, yep, and the wife now a drug addict. I'm not going to read this in detail just because I don't want to take a chance on actually identifying anyone But uh, the saddest part here, she's dead to me inside uh, almost two decades and a tragic end to a love affair. You're not alone, brother. Each of us has a story. Man, do I know that. 25 years now, in my 25th year as a lawyer, some of our cases, you know, divorces and child abuse cases and uh, drug cases and uh, people who make, you know, great recoveries and they're on the road to success and then man the the demon shows up and takes them down and and they don't make it back I, i've just seen that happen so many times had a had a client who uh facing a potential lengthy jail sentence and and uh you know tried to to kill themselves and I just that kind of stuff just uh yeah it's humanity is a troubled species and we have a lot of work to do to to get where we need to be that's for sure So I've been promising for two hours. I wanted to just give this quick advice because I'm going through this now. And then we'll get back to the phones. If you are like me, you know, I'm 64 years old. And over the years, especially if you're in a relationship, you've got kids, you move a couple of times, all kinds of things. There's never time to go through the clutter. So, you know, you rent a storage unit or you put stuff in bins and put it out in the garage or a barn or whatever you've got. And it just builds up and builds up and builds up. And my wife and I used to talk about this and say, man, we cannot leave this disaster for the kids. We've got to get this organized. We've got to get rid of the stuff that's junk and and protect the things that are important for family history and memorabilia. And then, you know, she died unexpectedly on June 3rd. And as I slowly start to knit my life back together, uh, start thinking about these things and and how it really have to get them taken care of because you never know if you have tomorrow. So I just want to encourage each and every one of you if you've got that same massive stockpile of junk, and we've all seen it. You know, going through my grandparents' house, uh, my dad and my mom were both pretty pared down at the end of their lives, which made my life a lot easier. Uh, but take the time and go through and, and see those you know those memories have been so sustaining for me some of the family pictures from 25 or more years ago and uh, the love letters the cards that were saved the the knickknacks or the special gifts or whatever going through that can really be nourishing to a, a broken heart and it also gives you an opportunity to get rid of the crap and you'll, you'll live better. You'll feel better. Um, this is going to be, I've been doing this now for a little while. It's going to be weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, because, you know, you, you can't just whip through stuff. You've got to see what's important and what isn't. And sometimes you pause because you want to see that again or read that again and all that. But it's, it, it feels good to have that process started and to know that my kids, whether I live a long life or come to an unexpected end somehow, aren't going to have to deal with uh, with the mess that uh, that my wife and I all, could have left them if, if something like this hadn't been done. So I just make that as an encouragement to you. I think it's very important. And um, I know we're a political talk show, but so many of you have been you know supportive and following me along through my journey since last June. Um, that I thought it was worth sharing that with you because it's it's really become a profound um, po- point and bone of contention. Something I'll talk to my clients about, and if they're in a divorce, if they're doing a will, or whatever it is, um, just the things you don't think about it about until you're thrown right into the middle of it. So, I um, want to reiterate, probably the final time uh, for this particular show, two things. One, I will be the Featured speaker at the Denver GOP First Friday Breakfast. It's uh, from 8 to 9. Uh, let me pull that address back up here. It is at the Morning Story Restaurant, 560 South Holly Street. That's Holly and Leedsdale in, yeah, I know, Denver, but it's not too far from work. Uh, 8 o'clock. Should be an awful lot of fun. Uh, I haven't addressed the Denver GOP First Friday Breakfast in a long, long time. Really haven't been addressing much of anything or anybody the other thing is this rumor that's been going around and it's really percolated up into some interesting circles to come filtering back down to me was that i was going to not do anything about uh, running for the republican national committee show up in april go on stage announce that i will not run again and then endorse somebody else And so I've made it very clear to the Republican National Committee woman several weeks ago when this rumor first started. Now it seems to be in establishment circles as they're trying to knit together some kind of a candidate for a move like that. Absolutely untrue. And since that kind of garbage is going on, I know I have to make a decision and I'm going to make it next week. So that's where we're at. Now, let's look over here to the phones. Oh, our old friend Laurel Eimer is here. Laurel? Welcome to the show. How are you? I am okay, and (laughs) it's okay. John's John's getting worked to death back there, so uh, I hope you didn't. I hope I didn't miss anything good in those first three words.
2: No, no, I just said how are you, and uh, it's good to talk to you, Andy. And i i want to I want to take the opportunity really quick. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I want a little segue to what you were talking about about um, you know. With the passing of of tana and cleaning out and doing all those things you know i work for a financial firm and and reminding people and since you're a lawyer um reminding people to make sure that you also have your personal things in order will testaments those kind of things beneficiaries it's never too early to talk about those things i know it's things we don't want to actually talk about in real life but the reality is having those things done at least in a basic plan is much much better than trying to figure it out after the fact, and I recommend this every day in my in my work, and and I just can't reiterate that enough. And then on that side note, we've had a tragic loss of a of an American Colorado patriot in our circle today, and I just want to sh- give a shout out to Fremont County Republicans. We've lost Lisa Hyams. She was a tremendous American patriot. She passed away of a sudden stroke, oh. and Fremont County and those of us that know her and knew her and loved her, we are all just dealing with an unbelievable shock right now, so I just want to send out our love to everyone in Fremont County and everyone in the southern part of the Congressional District 7 that, that knew Lisa and loved her and to
1: her family and friends.
0: Well, that's that's very kind. Uh, if you don't mind my asking, was she advanced in age, or was this really unexpected, or what what do really you know unexpected.
2: about? Really I I think Lisa was maybe 65, maybe 70. Uh, She was in Tremendous Health. Uh, Her and I were just talking over the last two weeks. She lost her mom, who was almost 100. Lisa Uh. Hines' mom was a Hollywood actress, and she was the first Batwoman in the original Batman series. And we were exchanging pictures of that, and we were talking about the amazing jewelry collection that her mother had, and she had these amazing pieces of of brooches and necklaces that were elephants. And I had made a plan to come to Fremont County, and I was going to get those from her and purchase those from her so that I could have them in my collection because I collect elephant jewelry as well. And then she has a radio show called On the Right Side, broadcasted locally in Fremont County. And it had gone off air for a while because they didn't have donations to have the show. And they made a push to bring the show back, and she just aired her first new episode three days ago.
0: Oh my lord i yeah. you know well, and i I hate how these questions percolate up. I wish people would talk about it more. I wonder if she was vaccinated against covid nineteen because seeing so many strokes and other things that are happening for right. for people who took the jab, but obviously that's not the issue here when when hugh McKean, um the how the Republican house leader died unexpectedly a couple of years ago it was the first thing that popped into my mind and And sadly, I just think we need to know because people need to be aware if they've got that poison floating around in their veins. I
2: wouldn't think so. Knowing Lisa like I do, I would doubt that. I mean, I don't know, but I would say it's doubtful. She was a a rebel and a redneck, and and she pushed back on everything, and she was a tremendous light in Fremont County, and and she is just going to be missed. More than anyone can can wrap their mind around right
0: now, well, rest in peace and uh, you know blessings for her family because man, oh man, it's a tough road, and you know what what you said, I mean obviously we you're uh, I know you're running for Republican national committee woman, so we'll have you talk about that for sure, but um, what you said about getting your affairs in order, about you know identifying beneficiaries and things like that, people who you'd like to have power of attorney. I right. Tana and I talked about doing that all the time but there was always tomorrow. We were always That's right. Right. Yeah. And we we didn't you hi- to do it. Yeah, and we didn't hide passwords from each other or anything like that, but I I didn't write them down. I didn't go snooping around in her stuff so I didn't have them committed to memory. So, you know, I this is kind of horrific but on the the morning of her death, I had to Later that afternoon, bring her iPad back to the morgue so they could touch it with her finger and open it up so we could get, you know, to her contacts and things like that. I mean, that's how macabre it can get if you don't prepare. So. I am uh, true. I, I, I get don't, it. I,
2: don't, you know, I feel like we're having a, a, an advertisement for, you know, getting your will in order. But I mean, yeah, but it's the truth. I mean, you're a, you're an attorney. I work for a financial firm. I deal with this every day. I mean, every day we have clients that come in. I have phone calls all the day every day that our, our clients have passed away and the family's not ready. And having had my father pass away after a 10 year illness with Alzheimer's, you know, we got our affairs in order. And and I've really just been a proponent of getting your things done soon and and there is there's avenues i know making a will and, and things like that can be expensive but there's things that you can do they're inexpensive to just get something on paper and get it legal and binding there are things you can do in colorado that don't cost a fortune and it's a hard conversation to have with your family but it is much easier than after the fact especially powers of attorney and medical powers of attorney because if something tragic happens and you have to make a medical decision for someone you know it can be very very difficult especially in the political world that we live in with hospitals trying to take control and not allowing we saw that during covid right you and i both saw that during covid not allowing you know patients to to be cared for or family and relatives to be allowed into rooms i mean so these things are just vital and and i think it's conversations we have to have It's it's hard but it's real life
0: yeah without a doubt Well, let's go ahead and get back to the typical political orientation of this show. (laughs) Uh, since you are running to be the Republican National Committee woman for Colorado, that election will be April, what is it, April 4th in Pueblo at the, uh, at the Colorado State Convention. And, uh, April 6th. Okay, good. See, if I don't write it down, it's just, I'm worthless. Um, so Saturday, April 6th. Yep. And uh, you, I think you were on hold when I was dispelling the rumor that I'm going to wait till the 6th and then say I won't run and endorse somebody else. I mean, it's just nonsense, and I, I just I love how lies and rumors and agitation kick out there. But you are, in fact, running. So talk about that. Why are you running to work for the RNC?
2: Yeah, I am running for the RNC committee woman position for a variety of reasons. But to be honest, my main reason is that I believe that the position could be utilized in a better way and that it could make a larger impact on the state of Colorado and and just be, um, be a, an avenue for us to educate and train uh, our local grassroots on caucus and assembly processes, to use the platform, to build the party, to engage new, younger voters. Um, we talk about election integrity all the time, Randy, but the reality is, even if we did have the gold standard of elections that Jenna Griswold says we have it won't matter if we don't build the brand and build the party with new engaged energized young voters Uh, if you look around any of the rooms you and I go in for, for meetings all the time everyone is you know 60 years plus we must replace ourselves with a new generation and what I know to be true is that Generation Z, especially the young males of Generation Z, are the most conservative generation to come up since World War II. And we need to be embracing them, bringing them into the fold, training, educating, mentoring, teaching them about government, having them understand the way that politics and the things that we do in elections actually work so that we can have the future of the Republican Party for our children, our grandchildren, and their grandchildren to come. Uh, my campaign is proudly led by all Generation Z. I have been endorsed by numerous young Republican groups across the state and country, and I'm proud to hold that mantle for them. And that's really my goal with the RNC, is to make it something better than it's been before as a new RNC committee woman when I'm elected in April.
0: Sounds pretty darn good. And I, uh, boy, do I understand uh, the Turning Point Action, Charlie Kirk's organization, who's probably doing more to activate young conservatives train them organize them get them you know folks rowing the same direction connecting them to older more established politicians or the the gray hairs like me now um, is actively trying to change the makeup of the Republican national committee and it it desperately needs it i'm I get on these national calls with groups wholly unrelated to the um, to the RNC and sometimes there'll be RNC spokesmen who come on and to talk about, for instance, election litigation and how we're gearing up in, as the RNC in battleground states. And the and I've spoken out uh, on these calls and I've and others have as well saying, look, you guys are remaking the wheel. You guys are are not connecting with the grassroots folks who've been in these particular states, these particular areas. You know, for years and years trying to make things work, they already have training videos. They already have X, Y, or Z in place, and they don't even know how to reach you. And more importantly, RNC, you don't know who they are. And it seems like we continue to get, uh, you know, the the back of the hand, uh, just, uh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, send me your contact information. But there's never any coordination. And that's been a big frustration for me as an RNC committee man. And uh, and I'm glad that it'll be a focus of yours to bring the RNC and the grassroots closer together and focus on those young people because, yeah, absolutely, um, the left has gotten a hold of so many young brains, but leaders, principled leaders, one principled leader can take down, you know, ten or twenty mush-brained, um, socially inept, left-wing, brainwashed, mind-numbed youthful person, um, if they just simply have the training, the direction, the motivation, and the understanding, and especially the the ultimate belief where our God-given rights come from.
2: Well, that's exactly right, you know, and, and the thing that I notice, I go into these rooms and, and I ask, I'm really discouraged, Randy, by how many people that are active, grassroots people on the ground in our in 64 counties, right? And I walk in the room and I introduce myself. And I know a lot of people that I, you know, people know me because I've been doing this a while. I, I they know me, um, but I say, you know, do you are you familiar with the RNC committee woman? And the answer, unfortunately, more often than not, is no. And I'm saying, well, do you know what the RNC committee woman does? Do you know about the position? No. Do you know who the 168 are? Do you know what the the what does the RNC do? What is their role? They can't answer these questions, Randy, and to me, that's a fundamental failure. We have a current committee woman who has served eight years, two terms, and is up for a re-election, which would give her 12 years. What is she doing? I mean, if you're you're supposed to be, in my opinion, a liaison between the grassroots, the people on the ground, the voters, and the constituents of Colorado, through the state party to the RNC to be a conduit, to train and teach and be there and be supportive and go to meetings and speak and engage, and that's not happening and and it must change and so that is that's what i'm going to do that's my intent and I, i'm in grand, i'm actually on my way traveling back from grand junction right now i came to grand junction last night for an event over here um it was wonderful because i lived in grand junction for almost 18 years and it was like coming back home and it was so nice to be here with friends and family that i haven't seen in a long time and and just connect with with mesa county and we had a wonderful event very active and engaged people and you know we're headed back home tonight. Tomorrow I'm going to be in Colorado Springs. Monday I'm going to be in Larimer County. Tuesday I'm in Jefferson County. Wednesday wow. On back in Colorado Springs again on
0: Wednesday. You're making me um, feel very so, tired, Laurel. Very tired. Well,
2: and I work forty hours a week. Also. <laughs> I,
0: I know work, you do. I work every day, and I do this every night and weekend. And well, let me let me just let me just say let me just say this because one thing I've been proud of as Republican National Committee man is that my goal and. I think the one thing I've been successful at is to connect to the grassroots constantly, whether as chair of the Arapaho Tea Party through this radio show, the speaking engagements that I was accepting, you know, before Tana died and uh, just social media, all the different platforms. Um, my focus was on the grassroots, not the old guard, not the old way of doing things, not the establishment, big donor side of the Republican Party that has led us to the mess that we're in here in Colorado and uh, other places around the country. So I think that kind of a goal, that kind of a focus is very laudable. And uh, I guess we'll know in a little over a month how that's going to play out. Uh, I do wish you well. And thank you very much for calling into the show tonight.
2: Well, thank you. And I just want to leave everybody with my information. It's Imer, I-M-E-R for Colorado, F-O-R, Colorado.com. Imerforcolorado.com. You can go more information. I have a tremendous list of endorsements there. I, I encourage you to look at that. Look at my policy positions, my platform, what I will continue to do to, to make sure that we promote the America First conservative platform that exists within the party and will remain within the party. That's really what it's all about. Thanks, Brandy.
0: Drive safely, Laura. Good night. I sort of said Laura, but the name is Laurel, so it's just me. You know, it's getting late. Didn't have as much co- – last week I learned my lesson about coffee before the show because I was just – <laughs> you were. It was really, really bad. So anyway, that's Laurel Limer. And we are way late on a break, but uh, something that came up during that conversation about where we get uh, our rights from. Reminded me of an audio clip that you have to hear. There's a whole bunch of those. We're going to try and pack them all in through the last half hour of this show. So you sit right there. You're listening to 710K in US, and I'm Randy Corcoran. Well, we jumped up to the 70s, 1973 Moody Blues there. Ah, the good old days. Amen. All right. So we've had irate callers calling in saying, you know, Randy talked about this Scott Bottoms from House District 15 audio tape, it's video actually, but audio that he was going to play about something really troubling going on in Colorado. So I'm going to do that just in one second. But something that occurred to me with uh, the conversation with Laurel Eimer was um, trying to re-educate people about the nature of our Constitution and, and the magnificent design and where our natural rights flow from And it reminded me of a clip that we didn't we didn't make it into a clip, but I went ahead and found it. I'm going to play it for you now. It's a political reporter who is, quote, investigating democracy. And here's what she had to say on MSLSD.
3: The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, Mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The the one thing.
0: Wow. So. You are a Christian nationalist if you believe that your rights, all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. Now, where would those nasty Christian nationalists come up with that idea? Oh, gosh, I know there's some kind of a famous saying out there. I I forget where it comes from, but it goes something like, we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are, and if you're Biden, all men and women, we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And this whack nut political reporter is trying to say that a belief that our fundamental rights come from God makes us Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way. Just absolutely disgusting, the nonsense. And I, I, I'm watching the video. It's silence now. But these two MSLSD commentators are looking at her, one black, one white, of course, looking at her with such respect. And wow, this is a profound statement. It's absolutely mind-numbingly Stupid. All right. So for especially the angry callers with regard to Scott Bottoms, this is very, very troubling. And I don't know where how this has been put out there. Uh, I found it on the Liberty Daily. And this is Colorado House Republican state representative um, House District 15, I think, which is down there in Colorado Springs. Scott Bottoms. I can't believe this incredible vacuum cleaner is available at such an affordable price. Well, hold on a minute. It features a powerful brushless... That's what happens when you wait too long. You get get the ad back. So hold on. This is from Rumble, and here it comes now. Nope, there's another ad. Four, three, two, one. Well, it kind of serves me right. So here we go. All right. Now I'm going to start him over and see if I can get him to speak to me
1: about my job as a representative. These are the times that I am discouraged about my job as a representative and also just what happens here at the Capitol. We in a committee all day discussing whether or not somebody that buys little children, these are two, three, four, five-year-old kids, and they buy them for sex, that we tried to get a bill through, represent Bradley, sent one through, that was gonna put these buyers in jail. Right now, most of the time, they get off on probation. Almost all the time, they get off on probation after buying a child and raping a little child. And we tried to say well, they need to at least serve a minimum of four years. And then we sat and listened to the Democrats fight against this bill, fight against putting these people in jail, and came up with all kinds of reasons, including that these buyers are victims themselves. This is very discouraging, and it's also very disgusting for me, that they would actually defend this. And then they voted, completely along party lines, the Democrats voted 100%, that they did not want to put these pedophiles in jail. They defended the pedophiles. This is why it's so difficult sometimes to do what we do around here. We know we're on the side of right, we know we're on the side of morality. And we get shot down by, I do not understand the thought process behind this, but we do get shot down. This is why I want to encourage you to do a few things to help us with this. First, if you believe in prayer at all, please pray. We are fighting truly dark forces here. This Amen. is not okay. This is evil stuff that we're dealing with. And if you have the ability to come up and testify on bills or anything like this, please do so. Your voice is very important to what we're trying to accomplish right here. We are a minority, but with you, we become
0: a powerful force. Yeah, and I know the audio quality wasn't great on that, um, but the point of it, the gist of it, the summary of it, Scott Bottom's HD 15, was explaining how Republicans were trying to pass a bill that would give a minimum of four years in jail. To, any, uh, to a pedophile, to someone who was selling a child five years and under, one to five, for sex a minimum of four years, and the Democrats refused to pass the bill. They were defending pedophilia. Now, I wasn't there. I didn't hear it. That's one man's opinion, but he was in the rooms, Representative Scott Bottoms. And we know that we are fighting dark forces. I- I'm so glad he brought up prayer. I'm so glad he brought up the fact that this is spiritual warfare. It's not just physical battle. It's not just political warfare. It's spiritual warfare. And all you've got to do is look to the states that are making it illegal to protect your child from having their sex organs cut off or being given, you know, hormones to change the the direction of their pre-puberty or pubescent body is going and taking children from parents who will not accept or acknowledge or call them by a name differently, different from their given name. The stories are outrageous. And the things that Democrats want to codify, we are in the first state in in the nation to have legalized abortion right here in Colorado. And now it's legal right up to, you know, shooting right out the birth canal. And that's how evil these people are. That's what they want. And they'll lie about it. They won't let you be heard. One of the great tactics of the left, if you're out, you know, on the stump giving a speech, um, surrounded by media or whatever, is they come around with their bullhorns and their whistles and they make all kinds of noise simply so you can't be heard. They cannot win the arguments on the merits. But this is what happens when you turn over full Democrat control, and uh, and I'm so glad that we had callers saying, "Hey, you got to play that darn tape because we might have run out of time." and uh, And I know I do that a lot, and I apologize to each and every one of you for it. But anyway, very very important final break of the show, final segment coming up, and uh, a lot more to share with you. So stay right there on seven hundred and ten K and US. Yeah, for many of us. Touches a nerve. Back to the 60s, 1965 Gene Pitney, Unchained Melody. So good to have you here. Final few minutes of the show. Texter said, I just got the tail end of that very short clip that we played a moment ago from the MSLSD program that had a a, uh, political reporter on it who is, quote, investigating democracy asked if we'd play it again. It's short enough, and it's going to lead up to the final point or two that I will make before we run out of time in tonight's show. But here is this reporter again.
3: The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, Mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God.
0: Is she truly that stupid? Is she oblivious to the founding of this country? the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. They're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Or is it just more left-wing propaganda? If you read Politico and think that you have unbiased journalism from Politico, think again. That was a Politico reporter. And when people say, you know, you're messing around with a woman's right to choose and you're messing around with a woman's body and decisions between women's uh, women and their doctors, when you stand up against abortion at any stage, any way, any place, you forget that the fundamental purpose of government is to cr- protect, I almost said create, starting to become a lefty, to protect our Rights that flow from our Creator, an alienable rights, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and the very first one, life. So, if you believe, and science has confirmed that life, you know, it's a human, a, a fully developable, developable human being. Is it okay at six weeks to suck them into a sink, ten weeks to suck them into a sink? I understand the arguments that you have to advance the ball as far as you can, but the principle is the same. Government is here to protect life. And those who talk about maybe a federal prohibition on abortion, that is the principle that they're standing on, whether you agree with it or not. That's the principle that they're standing on. And, you know, when you think about what we've allowed to happen, the Democrats being in control. The Democrats are so power hungry that they're willing to elect someone as their commander in chief. And I would say select based on what happened in 2020, this buffoon.
1: I I know uh, you just heard. Did you already speak my wife? What the hell am I doing here? If I were smart, I'd leave right now. If I were smart, I'd leave right now.
0: And, of course, if they take him out, which I fully expect, that's going to leave this buffoon in charge for the few months between now and the January inauguration of a new president.
2: As demonstrated by our administration's record over the past three years, there are few leaders as committed to bipartisan collaboration
1: than Joe Biden.
0: Bipartisan collaboration, few leaders more committed than this guy
1: and there's no question none none if the speaker call for a vote in the house it would pass easily today instead they went on vacation
0: this is the clown I mean,
1: just, and, well,
0: who's been on vacation for what is it 44 46 percent of his entire presidency and congress takes a planned recess uh, he is the same person that refers to MAGA as, you know, the, some of the most dangerous people in this country. Yeah, the most greatest record of bipartisan cooperation. And remember, this is what he thinks is OK.
1: Right now, you can come, they come through the border on asylum. They don't not able to see an asylum officer. They get a bracelet and they get put in the country and they get to come say come back in seven years. Come back in seven years when we're able to hear your case.
0: And because he has no idea what he's saying, he's just babbling off talking points. He thinks that's okay. Before the last break, we listened to Scott Bottoms talking about Republicans in Colorado trying to pass a bill to make a minimum four-year sentence for people who sex traffic children five years old and younger, and the Democrats would have nothing to do with it. They would not make that a crime. That's what we're up against. This is a spiritual battle, not just a political battle. And that leads me to a text here from Lori, who says, Hi, Randy, I wish you'd take time to explain the caucus system in Colorado. Why do we have both a primary and a caucus? How do they differ? Is it really important for us to go to the caucus? If so, why? Absolutely. Absolutely. We now have a presidential primary in Colorado, virtually meaningless. Uh, Donald Trump will emerge the winner in Colorado and the Republican side, creepy, sleepy showers with daughter Joe Biden and the Democrat side. But it's important to vote. Flex that muscle. Track your ballot. Send it in early because that's what we have to do under the current system that's in place. Uh, hand carry it to a box or hand it to a clerk. Make sure that you get that text or that acknowledgment that your ballot has been received and then your ballot has been counted. But the reason that you have to participate in caucus, why you should strongly consider it is your your voice will never mean more in the state of Colorado than what you do at caucus. Because caucus is where you can become or you can help elect the people who will be delegates to your state convention, to your county convention, to your congressional convention. Convention. And those are the people that select the delegates who will go to the National Convention to select a president to decide on uh, nominations in, in our state offices. So you have a say in who your representation is going to be. You get to know your neighbors, you get to talk to them. We have so many precincts here in Colorado that don't even have precinct committee persons, precinct leaders. And what precinct leaders do is organize their neighborhoods, hand out leaflets and flyers, set up people to make phone calls or go knocking on doors. And that's the most ground level basic starting point for successful political activism, even as a Republican here in Colorado. So I strongly encourage people to check with your local county Republican Party, find out when and where your caucus is and show up. Sometimes these caucuses are so lowly attended that if you're interested in being a state delegate or a congressional delegate, which you have to be if you want to have a chance of becoming a national delegate and going to Milwaukee and voting on the presidential nomination, which is very exciting. I, I did it back in 2016. I had no idea I'd be a Republican National Committee man and have an automatic seat for doing that in 2020 and again in 2024, but uh, it's just a important important piece of the grassroots pie here in Colorado. And so, you know, the, the, the now required presidential primary is a vote. And especially in a Democrat, you know, blue state right now, it, it doesn't send any particular message, but I'm telling you, and this is straight from the horse's mouth, Colorado, uh, Trump for Colorado, Colorado for Trump, um, chair, Trump plans to play seriously in Colorado after he gets the nomination. Of course, Nikki Haley, after playing word games and trying to create suspense, which worked here for a minute or two because we were listening to her live, lost her home state by at least 21 percent at last time I checked, announced that I understand history. This is not about me and I'm going to stick around. And, of course, the 39% that she got includes multiple Democrats who crossed over, as they will here in Colorado, to try and diminish Trump's numbers and pump up the opponent's numbers. It's absolute horrific nonsense. But, Lori, I hope that you will participate in your caucus. I think it's so critically important for grassroots people to engage at that level and learn the process from the ground up. I never dreamt when I went to my first caucus that somehow I'd be a Republican National Committee man or meeting with President Trump or or going to, you know, events at the White House or anything like that. It wasn't on my radar. It wasn't something I thought about or aspired to. It still isn't really, but I think it's important. Um, but that's where it all started. So that, to me, is the difference. Man, so many great text messages coming in. We've got our friends in Nebraska that are listening. Uh, good evening, Randy. You're just an old romantic, you know. Yeah, that's true. So I think probably talking about the music there, but man, oh man, it's so very important. So, Republican presidential nomination heads to Michigan. We've got Super Saturday coming up. Uh, we know what the outcome's going to be. Nikki Haley's going to continue to take. Democrat votes and Democrat money to waste Republican money on her useless effort to obtain the Republican nomination. My mind tells you everything you need to know about that one particular individual politician. Anyway, I hear the music in the back. Appreciate all of the calls tonight. Uh, Laurel Imer checked in. She's running for Republican National Committee man. I dispelled a rumor about my decision making for Republican National Committee man and will announce my decision next week, and uh, I will be speaking this Friday at uh, for the Denver GOP First Friday Breakfast event. Just go to the Denver GOP website, find out those details, and come and say hello. In the meantime, I hope you have a great weekend. Sending all the love in the world to my beautiful bride. May she rest in peace in heaven. Miss you so very much. Always remember this. I'd like
3: to take this chance
0: to apologize. To absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the he wants.
1: Lots of channels. Nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel